Welcome to the Sack of Stats podcast. I am Pam Maldonado, the host, joined by my college football partner in crime, Harry Gagnon of the Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Zal. And we are here to bring you the seven against the spread college football and or NFL contest picks. Harry, we went four and three again last again. week. That is three straight weeks of four and three cards. That's not terrible, but definitely not good if you're trying to win a contest. What do we yeah. got to do, man? What do we got to do? You know what we're going to do? What do we got to do? We got to go 7-0. Oh. We go 7-0 oh this week. Let's fire away. 7-0. Let's fire away. What are we doing each week? Just as a reminder, Harry is sharing with me his top three picks. Those are automatic locks in. I share with him my three picks. Those are automatically locked in. And then we decide together our seventh pick, whether it be in the college football or NFL spectrum. And so let's take a look at the, some of the plays that you got. First one you have up on the card is UCLA minus 16 versus at Arizona. Tell me why you like the Bruins. I don't dislike this. You know what? Uh, first, Arizona's awful, as we know. The loss in Northern Arizona at home. But uh, UCLA coming off a bad uh, game against Arizona State. Really a bad second half. Didn't put any points on the board. But uh, still have a potent offense. Average 36 points per game. Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Uh, it's got 12 total touchdowns this year. Just one pick. And I love the running back that they got. Zach Charbonneau from Michigan. Uh, transfer from Michigan. He's got uh, averaging almost seven yards a carry. He's got seven touchdowns. In 2019, with the Wolverines, he had 11 touchdowns, so he's something special on that team right now. And I just think UCLA coming off that loss, like they did against Arizona State at home, they're just going to go down to Tucson and lay a whooping on Arizona, who's just pretty bad all the way around. Uh, Both of these teams are susceptible in the defense. Arizona is a pass-first team, and UCLA 124th in passing defense. Mm. UCLA is a run-only team for the most part. And Arizona is 102nd in rushing defense. One of those has to give. I do like the UCLA as the better team. I'm worried about covering a big spread on the road, but Arizona, as you said, gosh, awful. Oh. Coach is out the door. I don't think I'm okay with this. Let's move it on. We're doing it. Okay. We're good. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you, Harry. You love this pick. I, I love I, this pick. I'm not, you know, I don't love huge favorites, but just this, this Arizona team, just they have nothing to play for. Yeah, nothing to play for. So then the next game you like is Notre Dame. You're not taking Notre Dame at Virginia Tech plus one, the home underdog, short home underdog. Tell me why you like Virginia Tech over Notre Dame, who last week is coming off a big loss to Cincinnati as three and a half point home as three and a half home favorites. And they just look like a wreck. What happened? Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, when we discussed that game last week, I loved Cincinnati in that game. Uh, I, and they get the cover, they get the win in South Bend. And uh, I like Virginia Tech here too. I just think Notre Dame's exposed. I don't know if it, if they feel like that we should go with Cone, we should go with Pine. Do we go with Pine? Do we go mm-hmm. with Cone? It's back and forth. It doesn't look good. Their offense just doesn't look good. They had 84 yards rushing last week against Cincinnati overall. Kyrian Williams isn't the same way. Kyrian Williams we saw uh, a year ago who had thir- uh, 1,100 yards and 13 touchdowns. Bam. In five games this year, he's got under 300 yards rushing. Um and Virginia Tech, they play great defense, giving up just 15 points a game. And just remember, at the beginning of the season, they held Sam Dar- uh, Sam Darnold, Sam Howell, and UN's North Carolina to just 10 points in Chapel Hill. So uh, this is, by the way, it's a weird schedule for Notre Dame, too. Only road game in a seven-game span. I think, like I said, I just don't know where their offense is. I don't know where we're going to get any from, uh, especially with that Virginia Tech defense. So I think Notre Dame loses two in a row. I know that I love Notre Dame last week, but it's 
I largely undervalued the quarterback change and uh, Cone. He was coming mm. into this game injured, which is why they had a three quarterback rotation. Pine, Cone, Buck, Buckner, all of them, two interceptions between the three. Had we mm. had a healthy Cone, I think we would have seen a different outcome, but that wasn't the case. What's coming into play for this for me, I do like Virginia Tech in the spot as well because Virginia Tech is a top 10 pass rush and we know that Notre Dame's offensive line is just gosh darn awful. That is the reason why they're throwing picks. That's the reason why they can't get downfield right. last week at least. Cincinnati, they were a 99th in the pass rush and people are coming into this thinking that that was a good team. It wasn't. They just caught Notre Dame in a good spot. Virginia Tech, the much better pass rush there. I I agree with this pick. I agree with this pick. Okay. The third game that you like is Nebraska catching plus three and a half at home to Michigan. Now, this one is a little worrisome for me because Nebraska is a team of one. This is solely dependent on Adrian Martinez, the quarterback for Nebraska, having a good game. If he doesn't throw interceptions, if he doesn't have turnovers, then yes, I love Nebraska in this mm-hmm. spot. But when you have a team of one, Adrian Martinez doing it all. He's passing it. He's running it. I can't trust it, but why do you like Nebraska at home? Martinez is having a, a fantastic season so far, stats-wise. Um, similar to what he did when he was a freshman uh, in Nebraska. I just think I'm not sold on Harbaugh. I'm not sold on the Wolverines' start. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, look, I, I just think that uh, they, they won on the road last week against the Wisconsin team who uh, we're finding out is just miserable. They're awful. They really are one of the worst Wisconsin teams we've seen in a long time. So I'm, I'm Michigan still hasn't played anybody in my opinion. And since Nebraska, Scott Ross has to prove something here since that yeah. Illinois loss, uh, they've gone three and two, but their two losses were against Oklahoma in Norman by seven. And then the mm-hmm. very next week in East Lansing against Michigan state in overtime and Michigan state's rolling right now. So that was a very impressive game that they played, even though they lost, I think this is a situation where getting more than a field goal. I think Nebraska gets up for this game. Scott Frost is ready for this for the, for his team. And I think they do a number on Harbaugh. And I think they win the game straight up. But even if they don't, I love the three and a half in case Michigan somehow sneaks back late. I'd still like Nebraska with a three and a half. I really like it. And if you look at the strength of schedule for Michigan, they played a MAC team, Washington, who show, who was just got awful to there at the beginning of the season. Another MAC team, Rutgers and Wisconsin. This is a terrible slate of, <laughs> of teams mm-hmm. that they have faced. A little Pam, bit of overvalued here like on the road. It. Pam, they, they could have lost to Rutgers. They only beat them by seven at home, and Rutgers they could have lost to Rutgers. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And they were completely shut out in that second half. You were absolutely right. Mm -hmm. I do love this play. I may end up playing Nebraska almost made it to my underdog article for the week. And I just, I got, I got a little scared. I got to trust it. I do like Nebraska as well. So those are going to be the three games that you like UCLA minus 16 at Arizona, Virginia tech plus one at uh, at home against Notre Dame and Nebraska plus three and a half at home against Michigan going over to my three. I never, ever, ever take big ass favorites, but I'm taking a big (laughs) ass favorite. I like Ohio state minus 20 and a half at home to Maryland. Maryland is 95th in passing defense, 95th. And they're one of the worst secondaries in all of college football. And you have played multiple teams. All the teams you have placed are bottom 30 in passing offense. So now you're mm. going up against Ohio State. It's top 10 in passing offense. It seems like they're catching a stride here last week after five touchdowns thrown from C.J. Stroud. Seventh in offensive touchdowns. Good luck. 
Yeah. <laughs> I see this being easily. I'm not sure that uh, Maryland's going to be able to put up points. Maybe they'll put up 17 max, but I definitely see Ohio State here scoring minimum 40. What do you think about Ohio State at home? How, how can you not, like you said, you mentioned Stroud, five touchdown passes. Meanwhile, two his brother on the other side from Maryland threw five picks against Iowa last week. Uh, I expected Maryland to play better, uh, really, on national uh, national television uh, Friday game. I really thought they'd play better. They mm-hmm. were awful, awful against Iowa. Um, and in this situation, I just think that Ohio State's obviously too strong. Stroud looks great. And and they can force turnovers, too. And like I said, two his brother, Talia, had five picks. It could be bad news for Maryland quick. Bad news. I like it. I'm going to all the other game that we do like is Ole Miss minus six at home against Arkansas. Now, I know this one is like a bit of a scary pick, and I'm not sure what your thoughts are on it. I'm about to ask you on that, but I like Ole Miss at home because the Razorbacks, they're second in best passing defense. That sounds really good, right? Except the five games that they have played, five teams ranked 64 or worse in passing offense. Two of them are in the bottom 15. Now you have Ole Miss, who is a top 20 passing attack, top 15 in points per play, third in offensive touchdowns, and they are coming off a big upset to Alabama. I mean, that looked pretty bad. I was, but it's Alabama. I'm not going to cut them too much slack there. And yes, uh, Arkansas did win this game 33 to 21 last year, but I don't know if anybody recalls. I do because I watched everything. It was windy as fuck. It was windy. It was 40 mile per hour winds. Matt Corral had 200 passing yards, six, six interceptions and the rebels. They were a pass only team back then, but now they are top 10 in the run game. And Corral has become a lot much more of a mobile quarterback. I think they're going to have a huge bounce back here. It's normal weather conditions. I like Ole Miss minus six at home. What do you think? I, I could do that. Definitely. But you know, I almost, I didn't want to be a downer last week, Pam, because we both liked the We had Ole Miss in the contest over uh, Alabama. And I know you're watching the game and I was going to text you after Ole Miss first drive of the game. I mean, first drive of the game, fourth down and one, they get it, they get they get it. Fourth down and two, they go for it again, they make it. Then they're down to the four-yard line of Alabama, fourth and two, and Kiffin runs a terrible, slow-developing play. They don't get yeah. the first down, and you don't get any points out of that. I was about to text you right there and said, I was about to say, we're done, which we're I done. didn't because I didn't want to be a downer, but that really set the tone for the rest of the game. Corral couldn't really get it going. Uh, still, had, still didn't have a pick. Still doesn't have a pick on the season. Um, yeah. he's got, uh, he's got, uh, 10 passing touchdowns. He's got six rushing touchdowns. I believe might even have seven. Um, and maybe I know it was against Georgia last week, Arkansas, they got nothing going, but maybe they got exposed to because everyone was on Arkansas all pumped up about them being number eight in the country heading into that game. They had 87 yards passing for the game, 87 yards passing for the game. I mean, that's it. So I think maybe Ole Miss is offense here which is still very strong uh and i think they a couple situations last week they should have probably scored in the 30s against alabama a couple things like i said they didn't get get done down deep but still i think lane six here uh is a fair number and i think we get the cover i like it and six interceptions is all i can think about six interceptions last year that is totally unlikely to happen again this time there is no wind i like Ole miss minus six at home the other game that i like is utsa plus three and a half at western kentucky now this one is also a scary ass one because western kentucky is something that i never thought that i would say they lead the nation in passing yards what Mm. (laughs) i never would have imagined but western kentucky is yes first in passing yards quarterback bailey zap he has 365 passing yards in three of his three fbs games and yet they are one three on the season 
And why? Because they have absolutely another thing I never thought I would say. The Hilltoppers, they are bottom of the barrel when it comes to total defense. They're bottom 15. They allowed 339 rushing yards to Army, 500 total yards to Michigan State, 500 yards to Indiana. They're making bottom of the barrel teams look really good on this offense. They have no pass rush. They're bottom three in takeaways. And UTSA, they have a dual threat offense both on the run game because of sincere McCormick who has a hundred plus rushing yards in three of his five games and UTSA what do they love to do because they have sincere McCormick and a really good running back unit they like to have some rushing scores over passing touchdowns in Western Kentucky they have allowed only two passing touchdowns on the season 11 rushing scores I know that UTSA struggles with the passing defense so that could come into play but they have already played opponent offense in Memphis and they won that game plus you have a really great quarterback pressure UTSA is 15th in quarterback sacks Western Kentucky is 75th in quarterback protection six sacks between Army and Michigan State I think definitely UTSA can contend they've been an underdog darling of mine for since last season I like them again here in this spot just because of how terrible Western Kentucky's defense is what do you think yeah I mean you're right Western Kentucky's passing is really good but the reason why is because their defense is so terrible in the last three games they're giving up an average of 40 points a game, like you said, to Arby, uh, Army, Indiana, and Michigan State. Um, UTSA, 5-0 and right now this season. They haven't lost. They've looked good in their games. Uh, didn't cover last week, which I kind of like, maybe heading into this one as they're a dog here, um, uh, as they didn't cover against UNLV. By the way, UNLV, over-under, just throwing it out there, you know their over-under for the uh, season was one-and-a-half wins. Mm-hmm. They don't have a win, but they are four and one against the spread. Just keep that in mind. Oh. UNLV four and one against the spread this year. But uh, I'll roll with you uh, with the Roadrunners at UTSA uh, getting three and a half. Pretty good, right? It is pretty good. That does it for our six picks for their seventh pick. I'm going to hand it to you. You texted me right before and said you wanted to do an NFL game. Harry, I will let you do this NFL game because you know what? Kelly in Vegas likes them too. You like the Bills plus two and a half at the Chiefs. I am scared as for both for that game i don't know it is going against Mahomes. people keep talking about oh the chiefs aren't covering the spread well now that the spread is so much smaller it's a lot easier to cover they're no longer seven point favorites six point favorites now they're two and a half or three i like the chiefs you all like the bills i'm gonna trust y'all what do you like about the bills i like the bills because first off remember bit of a revenge here kansas city Mm -hmm. beat them at home last year in the regular season And then, of course, in the AFC Championship game. Um, But I have a lot of faith and confidence in Josh Allen. Nine touchdowns, two picks so far this season. Uh, And I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I like uh, how they use Zach Moss inside the red zone. He's got four touchdowns this year already. Three rushing, one receiving. And what I think the difference is, Bill's defense has been fantastic. I love Jordan Poyer. I love Micah Hyde. They've been fantastic this year. They've pitched two shutouts. I think they're the best team in the AFC right now. And the reason why I think they really win this game is because Kansas city's defense isn't that great. You look what's at Mahomes can do all he can, and he's still doing it. He's putting up huge numbers, but Kansas city's defense is their flaw in all four games this year, all four games. They've given up 29 points or more in all of them. I like the bills. I think they're a more complete team and I'll take the field goal to counter argue that. The reason why they are looking so absolutely stellar is because you've played an aging who we know can't really do much right now. Ben Roethlisberger, Jacoby Brissett, Taylor, Taylor Heineke and Davis Mills. 
those are the quarterbacks that you have faced. So yes, your defense yeah. is kind of looking a little bit fraudulent and now you're wait, facing wait, wait, Patrick Mahomes. Taylor Heineke he's put, putting up fantasy numbers like crazy. But because he's always playing from behind, they have not had a lead in the games. And a lot of these are garbage passing or garbage yards, garbage points. And now you're facing Patrick Mahomes, who is fifth in passing yards. He is first in passing touchdowns and he is second in passer rating. Oh, no doubt about it. But, you know, (laughs) those numbers are staggering. No doubt about it. But I still think as a more complete team, I'd take Buffalo right now. Okay, you seem to love the Bills. Kelly's best bet is with the Bills. I'm going to trust you all. I like it. I mean, I don't like it, but I'm going to put it in there. Because <laughs> at this point, what else do we have to lose? We're 4-3. and three. We need to go 7-0. Well, and oh. Last time we did it, last time me and you did a NFL pick, it was at Kansas City when I took Cleveland. That was a W. Oh, maybe we'll, right? maybe we'll get okay. a little bit of double luck here. Okay, so all then right. those are our seven picks. We have UCLA minus 16 at Arizona, Virginia Tech plus one at home against Notre Dame, Nebraska plus three and a half at home to Michigan, Ohio State at home minus 20 and a half to Maryland, mm. Ole Miss at home minus six to Arkansas, and then UTSA plus three and a half at Western Kentucky. And then for our seventh pick, we're pivoting to the NFL and we're going with the Bills plus two and a half at the Kansas City Chiefs. Those are seven picks in both college football and the NFL. Do make sure to check out Harry's work on bestbetcorner.com and extrapoints.com and on the Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal. You can follow him on Twitter at AAOHarry. You can follow me on Twitter at PamelaM35. Harry, my man, thank you for joining me again this week. Can't wait to do it again next week. Always. Thanks, man. See ya. That does it for another episode of Stack of Stacks.